Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Jordan, how are you, mate? All good, mate. Yourself? Yes, it's a real honour to have you on the show. I think I think you're the first actual boxer we've had on the podcast. Uh, listen, mate, no, I appreciate having me, mate. Listen, I've read about you, mate, so uh, some man. It's some man. Yes, well, we do our best. <laughs> but uh, hang on, I've got a fly on my bloody screen. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, no, I'm really honoured, mate. I'm really honoured. First off, just congratulations on everything you've you've achieved. And also putting that to one side, the message you're putting out for young people, especially young people that might be, you know, going down a pathway that they're going to regret, picking up a knife, you know, doing the drug thing or whatever. It's it, 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 you're, you're a good man, you know? Now we've got to do it, medicine. It's all about the next generation. Um, listen, we've all come through hard times and whatnot. So uh, it's all about lifting, you know, others and as we're on our journey, inspire people, you know, inspire others on the way. So it's the least I could do, medicine. I love where I come from. And uh, listen, the way the world's going, mate, so I want to play a big part in, in building people up. So yeah, I think it's key. I think it's key. Yeah, and it's similar, isn't it? Tyson Fury, he he always puts a good a good message out, doesn't he? Yeah, no, yeah, he, he's good spot. And listen, he's uh he's gone through as well. Do you know what I mean? He's uh living proof himself that you can turn your you, your life around. Um, and it's the same as me from my estate. It's not come from quite a rough estate. Um, and it just proved that I'm one of the most talented. I started late, but I worked hard, kept my head down, made the right choices. They dictate my future, and then uh, we're here. So you know they can go. Okay, if Jordan can do it, me, I can do it. So excuse that people a little bit. You know, it shows that it's possible. Yes. Did I hear you grew up in the same state as Tommy Robinson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know Tommy actually very well. Yeah. He's just had a new uh, documentary come out, hasn't he? Yeah. That's, um, yeah. That's the rape of Britain, is it? Yeah. I think it's the uh, part two of a, of a, well, obviously a two part, um, two part thing that he's done. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've listened to a bit of it. I've just listened to a speech speech you did and, um, life was a bit rough growing up and you, you we probably share the same thing that you've had a bit of childhood trauma um can you tell us a bit about it yeah no listen um mate the trauma don't stop mate because it's mad like uh growing up uh listen we come from rough and ready do you know what i mean my my dad's and all his brothers all uh done long long prison sentences do you know what i mean all of it, all five of them so i've always brought out rough and tough uh you know, they were all kids. So it was always like, with my other cousins, always like in the back garden, and my granddad's always having like the gloves on at a young age, fighting to look after yourself. So, like, they were quite good memories. I mean, I had a good childhood. But um, uh, what was sad and very upsetting is my, I lost my dad. Well, sad loss, he's still alive, but he uh, to drink and drugs, mate, um, ruined, the, ruined, my, ruined my upbringing, mate, it ruined his life and um, mm. his marriage, lost the house. Um, traumatized my mom like listen my mom I smell I saw a lot of things growing up mate hell of a lot mate from both sides from you know um, dad abusing my mom just you know waking up to see my mom in the bottom of my bed you know you know, bad and bruised um, I had to bring the ambulance so I had to get took him away to um, 
my, my mum's, you know, throwing her chairs over my dad's head and, you know, I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen some mad stuff, mate, honestly. So uh, I don't want to get too deep, but it's a mm-hmm. character building. Um, you can use it, I'll use it as a positive uh, motivation. Um, oh, I had to be the man, you know, man of the house early. Um, so it was even that hustle, you know, we had no money, but we lost the house, we had no money. I was, you know, going around to shops, farm foods and all, you know, getting, buying sweets for pounds, two pounds, send them out of school, making 10, 50 pounds a day because I knew that would pay for my school dinners and, um, and that, that, that would help out at home. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. always thought outside the box, but yeah, like, uh, it's mad because like, even growing up and all with all what my dad done and my mom done that, it's uh, the, my whole even my family always say to me, Oh, you've been nothing, you've been nothing, you're just gonna know about your dad and what last thing. Always had my future dictated to me, do you know what I mean? Like, it was mapped out, but um, yeah, it's the it's back because you know, even now, like, it's been 10 15 years and I'm still finding out things now. And like, oh man, like, for years I was told to hate my dad, and it's just mad, it's just been a mad, uh, been a mad, um, it's mad, it's sad, but you know what, like. Through boxing, kind of released his hate, and uh, I started being a little bit civil with my dad because I wanted to, you know, see him do well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just two sides of the stories and whatnot. So, uh, I've been, um, I wrote, he rang me a few months ago actually, and he broke down crying. It's the first time he ever like rang me and cried, and he was like, I want to make it stop. So, I've been trying to help him through rehab, had him in with him again, um, on the weekend, said that he needs it because he was, he was found, um, unconscious the other day last week, um, in town. But it's just like, you know, on a bus stop, man, it's like, mate, like, you know, people send me videos and all that, fucking hell, like, it's horrible to see, do you know what I mean? And like, it's just, uh, it's an illness, you know what I mean? It's an illness. Yes. And um, it, it makes fucking, it's, it's, break, it's heartbreaking, man, honestly, it's horrible. So, uh, I was just um, now um, just trying to get into rehab every Saturday, mate, you know, to talk, but he's very old school. He's like, I've done, he's done like, when he's in prison and things like that, they've done all these talks and whatnot. So, um, he needs help. I'm like, he needs the only person he needs. He needs to want it for himself. Do you know what I mean? And like, he wants it, but it's, it's so hard. Do you know what I mean? It's hard. And like, I've won. Um, I've had conversations with myself, right? And to a doctor, I was, gonna, I was just going to get a hotel mate and just lock him up with me and dry him out, but that can kill him. I didn't hurt him really. I was lucky, mate. I was lucky. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I would do. It's just it's a hard one, mate. Um, because I just want to, I just want to concentrate on myself as well. But it's just, uh, I've always kind of tried to, uh, yeah, speed man. I was like, oh, so look after mum, look at my dad, support my sister. It's just mental, mate. Tra- traumatized family, mate. It's mental. But it is what it is. Listen, that's uh, uh, yeah, some mad, some mad stuff going on, mate. I've seen some mad stuff, but some we uh, all from the council states. We've all seen a, a, our share of, of bad stuff. Do you know what I mean? So uh, either makes you or breaks you. And do you think? Learning to understand your dad's situation, where he come from, forgiveness. Do you think that's released you to go forward without yeah. the, the bitterness and the hate? I'm saying, mate, like, you can't hate. Like, I mean, like, he's my old man and he's always like, you can't blame him. You've got to blame his dad. And then his dad, like, what happened? You know, what happened? Because he was a kid and, and whatnot. So, I mean, I, I, love my, I love my granddad. My granddad used to be the best mate, the old school man, six foot five, big man. Like old, like proper old school, sleep back hair. You know, you know, he used to be a bouncer, a bouncer in London, and like he was old school, so like he was quite heavy handed. Um, and like imagine him being heavy handed to his boys. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like there must have been something. There must have been something going on in that, you know, in that child because all the brothers, five, four, I say four, three, three or four out of five, were alcoholics, mate. 
all the all, do you know what I mean? And uh, so, yes, it's just the upbringing, mate. Um, yeah, it's been mad, it's mad, it's mental, mate. But listen, you've got a lot. I, I feel peace out myself, and I just want to, I just want to crack on myself, mate. I just want to, I just wish everyone could be happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm getting, I'm getting married next year. So I'm like, like, I got engaged in December. And I would realistically, I would have the wedding a couple years. But I was like, mate, is that real? Like, I don't even know how my dad's gonna be alive by the end of the year. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, we need to try and like just have, you know, have something where we can all remember. Do you know what I mean? Because every time I've been away when I was a kid with my family and whatnot, it's always it's always traumatic. Like, you know, like my dad being my mum, mum being my dad, and all stuff like that. So it'd be good just to like. So I ended up leaving home when I was 16 years old. I just left the world. I just went with a random family in Essex to keep away. And uh, I just, um, where I've like, you know, separate myself, I started seeing nice things. It is possible. These big houses, I can do it. And, uh, it's like, oh, I've done all right for myself, man. Like, you know, I'm still on my journey. still got a long way to go. But like, I've go three or four holidays a year and, you know, look after my missus and look after my nephew. Like, I've gone out to my restaurant. So like, oh, I'm doing all right, man. Like, you know, life could be different. So, I'm grateful, but I, just, I kind of want to give my family, I'm going to pay for my family now, and I want to give them, like, I want to show them, like, fucking hell, there's more to the estate than, than the estate. Like, come on, man, like, what, you know what I mean? So, like, I take them all the way to Mexico, a little island called Holbosch, and um, just want to show them, like, like, like especially my nephew, I want him to, like, he's young, do you know what I mean? Just, to, just open his eyes, like, fucking hell, do you know what I mean? So, um yeah, it's mad. You got, you got to listen. It's life experiences. Like I think, you get, if you stay in the estate too long, you get caught up in, in bullshit. Do you know what I mean? And they watch the news and this and that. It's just you get, you get fucking brainwashed, man. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Yeah, you end up wandering around Tesco's with your underpants on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it is, mate. It is, and it, it, that's uh, that's a whole other thing again. That that. Uh, yeah. Stay off, yeah. stay off okay. that because I want to highlight your story. But I'm glad you said that. Oh man, I listen, I almost listen. See all this, all this COVID bullshit, man. I was the first one to allow there, mate. Like I was in Italy when all these videos started coming out of all like the COVID, all this. Stuff. I was like, mate, I'm in Italy. It's the worst Paris, the worst place. People are on the news. There's people are on the floor. Where's that gone? Nah, mm. like, it's mental. I won't go down that hole anyway, mate. But listen, I was I was yeah. in Italy as well when all this kicked off. Yeah, I was um, snowboarding over there. And, yeah, yeah it's quite... What's pine? Everyone's sound. It's like, everyone's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it just shows media, the fear, the, like, it's mental, like, and I think it was just a test, mate, how many, how many people they control because fucking mad, mate. Like, yeah. Like, mad, mate, yeah. Everyone will give their, if they think it's for their security, they'll give their rights away. And then you're going to look we're, back we're, one we're, day. Like, and... I, was, I was gone, mate. So, well, listen, people go, oh, yeah, you know, I love my country, you know, freedom of speech. Mate, free, my freedom's long gone, mate. Mm. Mate, you was told to stay in the house for the last two years, mate. I had the best lockdown ever, mate. I was travelling all around, me and the missus. Best spas, no one was about. No one was around. We just had the best time ever. Like, oh, fuck it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, um, it's, it's sad, mate, because it's going to play a major. That's why I'm quite passionate about the next generation, mate, because it's for some, you know, it's a vital time for them, you know, like even with the social media and the TikTok, it's like it's not good, it's not good for them, it's not good for them. So, yeah. but it's hard because that's the way the world's going. You've got to evolve as well. Do you know what I mean? So, it's hard one, isn't it? It's good though, mate. It's good that young people have got, dare I say, role models like you and me to look up to. Because who are they going to believe? You or me, or Piers Friggin Morgan? 
you know? You know, some lily-livered coward who's done pretty much nothing with his life except gossip and scandal about yeah. other people. But, and goes on like he knows how it is being in this yeah. when he's brought up in a very posh school. You don't have a clue, mate. Yeah. Something. No silver spoon. So I don't know. Uh, and he's about 10 years behind everything anyway. So I ain't to be honest. Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Jordan, tell me, did you have any like boxing films when you when you grew up that inspired have you ever seen one called the champ the champ no i haven't i mean my my watching film was uh i mean it was one about rocky marston i used to watch the ball was it raging ball raging ball that's the one yeah let's watch that i also like the old ones uh obviously rocky balboa was a big film mate still watch that now a bit of motivation do you know what i mean <laughs> um and there's, there's another one mate it was uh i mean he like it. he lost his job or something like that into he broke his hands. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, man. Cinderella Man. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good yeah. film. Yeah. Um, but then I have, to, I have to give that little watch to Champ. Oh, look at that. Oh, the, the Champ, for, for people like, well, there's a bit in it, right? He's played by um John, uh, John, oh my God, my brain cells are dying off at a rapid rate. Um, But anyway, I'll think of his name in a minute, but he's got this little boy that loves him, right? I don't think it's his son. It's just this little kid. And then the champ goes in for like this big fight and the kid's there, you know, and cheering him on and all this sort of stuff. And and he, he gets knocked out and he dies. And then there's this bit in the film where the little boy's trying to tie his shoelaces. I can't remember who the other character is at this point, but. Oh, I'm just, I'm getting upset thinking about it. He just looks at him and says, I just can't tie my late, late, and that, just that bit just broke me, man. You know, <laughs> it just broke me that he, he loved this oh, champ. I look at that. I look at that. Yeah. 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 yeah um, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, Midnight Cowboy, John Voigt is the, the, the guy. He was in his, another film called Midnight Cowboy, which is an absolute classic as well. So, yeah. So, uh, boxing films have done a lot for boxing, haven't they? Oh, man, they have, especially our Rocky. Yeah, because they, they condense down 12 rounds into, like, you know... It's into cool, it. a, lot, a lot of it's for life, mate. It's how it is, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. It's always a backseat story, do you know what I mean? It's always someone from the block or someone who's out and I'll bring it. Do you know what I mean? So we can all, like, relate to it. Do you know what I mean? That's why people touch, it touches people. When did you first go into a, a boxing gym? Oh, I went to... I've done Thai boxing for a bit. I was actually, you know, I believe it or not, I was actually a fat, chubby kid. Proper, yeah. So I went there for a bit, I was like maybe 12, 13, done a bit of Thai boxing. Mm. Um, yeah, done a bit of that. I, just, I had a few fights. Uh, actually, I just done well. Shrunk kid, I was always using my hands, but I just, I was rather hanging out with my mates, to be honest with you. I'm in the shops one more. And then uh, I was like 16. I was like 16 when I first like going to the gym and I had a spa. I was like, I thought I could have it with everyone. Like, I was just a bit like, so I, was, I went to the pro gym. Well, I was sitting there to be fair, I was in a lot of trouble. So I was like, all right, I was there. And I was 16. I was shy, but I was, I was game. So I was went to the train. I was like, I was hitting the back. So I was bored. I was like, I said, let me spar. He said, you don't have to box, mate. I said, yeah. I said, let me just find him. He's a pro in the ring. And uh, there was like a skinny lad there. And I was like, come on. And he just put me down about three or four times with body shots. I thought, fucking hell. I was like, but that there made me love it. Do you know what I mean? And then ever since that day, I never left the gym. I lived in the gym. I ended up like 
10 kids out of school and just like working there 10 to 10. And then I just excelled, mate, from there. I went to West Ham and got to West Ham, represent my country and just excelled, mate, in the middle. Right. So, uh, yeah, like I've always, uh, yeah, it's had a tough time that, like, it's just like, go swallow it, do you know what I mean? Or we, we don't, do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I love, that's what made me just think, like, right, that's never going to happen to me again. Did I hear you spent a bit of time in Bromley? Yeah, still there now. Still there now. South London. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was. Uh, I ended up moving to Streatham. You know, I started travelling to Bromley. Uh, that's where my. Uh, that's where I, I box out now. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's where that's where I was born. Probably, yeah, nice little area as well. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been there for years and years yes. and years. We left it when I was a little kid, but it's. Uh, I kind of feel like it's my roots, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always fascinated when I have a guest. Yeah, Knows Bromley. <laughs> Bromley Salmate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Darfur, right? Darfur Tunnel. Yeah. How do you remember your first like actual fight? Yeah, yeah, like it was yesterday. Mm. I remember my first two. I uh the first one was in Leeds. I went up there and um I, I stopped him in about thirty seconds, mate. Like it was middle. And that's what I was like that's because my, my trainer was Graham O. And uh, I think that's why he was like, all right, because I kept I kept pestering him, pestering, pestering, pestering him. Like, let me fight, let me fight, let me fight. I mean, it did him for a few weeks. It was a pro gym, so like it was like a, so we had to send me to an amateur club, you know, to be affiliated. So I remember stopping him, and I was like, "Yeah, it's like stopping that face." It just popped him, and then uh, I boxed again. It was like a proper one, like the ABA one. Uh, it was in Stevenage, uh, Stevenage nightclub, and uh, Lewis Calvert. I still, I still tap chat to him. Lewis Calvert's name was, and uh, I think I stopped him in the third round, second round. But yeah, mate, but I remember. Do you know what that that fight there? That Lewis Cover fight, I remember I got the feeling in the, in the dressing room because it was like I could have just walked out and went, went home. I was so nervous. I was so fucking scared. So scared, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'll bet. Mental, mate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I remember that I was yesterday, mate. I remember all my, you know what? I remember all my early fights. So I could tell you, like, fucking mental. Mm-hmm. Good times they were. Yeah, how, do you, how do you keep control then? Because in the Marines, we had to do boxing. We have to do, it's called milling, right? They just they chuck you they chuck you in a ring i think you you got gloves and a head guard on and then you have three one and a half minute rounds with someone who's about your size and, and i got this lad and i thought oh brilliant i got the smallest lad in my troop right yeah i didn't realize i was the smallest lad in the troop right <laughs> he was bigger than me and we battered each other i mean we just did not stop windmilling throwing punches and before i knew it it was over but i can't remember a single it's just yeah, a blur yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, I, yeah there was yeah, no yeah. there was no skill or art or you know any queensby rule we just yeah. batted each other and i think um yeah i'm interested to know how do you sort of stay calm and you know stick to training it takes years like it takes years like you're in there for a job you're in there for um like a lot, a lot of boxers, sometimes their ego and then their uh, their ego gets in front of them. Tell me when they're in there. So it's all about taking no ego, it's cool, calm, collective, mate. And you're in there for a job, the game plan. And you've got to be calm, mate. People think, oh, you've got to be angry. As soon as you're like that, mate, you show everything. So, um, so yeah, so, um, yeah, like, so I just, yeah, it's clear mind, work on what I need to work on. Um, and just breathe, mate. You gotta be it's a state of mind, mate. It should be clear, clear vision, you know what I mean? Clear mind. So mm. um yeah, it's mad because sometimes like it gets hard, it gets hard, but like 
you just got to just relax. It's all about being relaxed, mate. Just trust, trust in your ability. Do you know what I mean? Keep behind your shoulder and just trust it because there been times where, like, like, in the early days when I got into the Olympic team, um, when we went to Germany, the first day, I boxed unbelievable, mate. But, you know, be a very good lad, very good lad. And I boxed a German kid in, in his back garden and uh, he called me for a couple of shots. And I was just like, just like, I'm just like, kind of, it's like I went back to my old, like, my trauma, my, my, my childhood, and just like, it's on it. I made it closer than it was. I ended up losing it on a split decision. But really, it was like, just because, like, Johnny you know I mean? so it's got it's all, it's all in your mind, mate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Everything is anyway, 90% of stuff is mine. 95% of everything is your mind. 5% is physical, I believe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's an interesting old, old thing. Um, I think because of my childhood experiences, my, there's something in my mind wants to shut off when it gets, you know, yeah. when, when violence comes in my mind, it, I f- think it's just from, you know, learning, not learning, but survival mechanism that your yeah, brain crazy. just shuts it yeah. down because the horror of it is too much to, you know, you, when you're a toddler, you you can't deal, you can't, your brain can't deal with it, you know? Yeah, trauma, trauma, mate. It's mad, like, uh, you have our own ways of cooking or something. Like, like you said, like, look, certain things, it's mad the habits you create. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. Like, I feel like, sometimes I'm fucking, I feel like mental. Like, like, I've already, like, things have happened, and I've already, like, planned everything out. I made a video in my head of what's happened before anything's even happened. It doesn't even happen. It's mental, but it's the, it's the worst scenario. And I've got boom, 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 mental lunatic. Like, but it's fine. But it's just, it's what I mean, but it's fine. It's just, what I mean, like, it's mental, mate. Like, so, yeah, I'll get that, yeah. I'll get it. I was just, uh, yeah, it's just, I think, uh, a lot of it is the upbringing, isn't it? It's the, the trauma growing up, and it's just, like you said, your survival mechanism. Um, but yeah, listen, mate, like, we can use it. You can use it to an advantage as well. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. yeah do, you, do you ever think, if you didn't have these childhood experiences, that, there's so much that you wouldn't know now, or you wouldn't. You'd be, we'd be different people, wouldn't we? I think, I think we'd be caught up in society, mate. I think we'd be soft. Yeah. Simple as that. I think uh, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be scared of the bogeyman. Yeah, so something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel, I feel like that. Um, I don't know. I'm true, mate. I'm hungry, and just like, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. It's weird. You haven't got all you ain't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think. Um, it does. I think it sets you up. Like, like, like my, my sister is the opposite to me a little bit. To be honest with you, and she and she's small. Do you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. It's mental. It's mental. Mm. But I feel I'm hungry. I'm like, I have to make it. I have to. Do you know what I mean? Can you, Jordan? Can you tell us about the the Olympics? You were on the team for a few years, were you not? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. How um, many? How many? How many Olympics did you go to? No, it was just it was just the Olympic cycle. So it was on the England team. Um, yeah. I think I had about 12 fights. I won all my fights. I was undefeated for England. Coming in the captain and then uh, got a trial for the Olympic team. And then, um, yeah, go on. So three or four years of them. Went to, you know, the best mate. Travelled the world with Kazakhstan. Book box the best mate. Fucking mental mate. Sometimes on a day notice and whatnot. Like, I was just going, yeah, go on then. Like, the worst, in my head, it's been the worst that happened. I get knocked down. I don't really care. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a fight. This is my apprenticeship for when I'm pro. So, but, you know, like, uh, Books the Kazakhs, the Russians, Ukrainians, um, all, all, all around, all around the world, Americans. So um, great, great pedigree. Um, you learn a lot. Life cultures as well out there. Do you know what I mean? So um, 
the last year on the Olympic team was my best year. Uh, unbelievable, mate. Like, I, uh, I enjoyed it the most. When I uh, won every gold, I played about four or five tournaments, one or more. And then um, won the gold in Belarus. And that, that, was, that was when I like, for one that, we had five fights in a week. You go to, uh, I was to the Olympic qualifier and I won a gold, mate. But it kind of got, got me a little bit dirty, mate, to be honest with you. And they, uh, they ended up trying some other fella who I beat in the GBs. They sent him to test him out. So I just thought, I ain't waiting around anymore, mate. So like, that's a bit of a libby. So I, I turned turn pro and then COVID hit anyway. And then uh, everything was delayed for them anyway. I was still boxing. So it's kind of, things always worked out for me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've always had, I've always done with me, yeah, my career. Even with life. Before every breakthrough or whatnot, something mad happens to me. Like a week before I went to the Olympic trial, I got my Olympic trial, my last, no, one, one last trial left. I ruptured my long-headed bicep. So I was fucked. I was fucked, yeah. Then I went to the team, doing well. I had a big tournament come on. I'd done my elbow. I can't straighten my elbow. So I'd done that. Still, still cracked on. Then I turned pro. Then I turned pro. Uh, no, then, then, then that year, I said it was the best year. I, done my, I just stick to my disc in my back. So I had sciatica for a whole year. So I boxed. No one saw this yet. I had a whole year. I had sciatica. It was horrific. I was going to Sheffield. I couldn't drive. I had to sell my car. I was People don't see this. I, I was... Uh, on the way to Sheffield, just standing up for two and a half hours, mate, because I couldn't sit down. I was fucked, right? I got this mad tablet skin injection, so it was horrible, mate. So I, uh, yeah, so I've done, done a year, but I had that year, and then, you know, I've done a fucking mate, the whole bar. I just thought I need to carry on in the whole more spot. Great year, boxing, mate. Won all the gold medals, won everything, yeah. Finland, won everything, ABA, everything. Then I thought, fuck it. Fucking COVID came, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I cracked on. Turn pro before my debut comes. We get a fucking uh, brain scan thing come up, or you know, something wrong with your brain. I was like, fuck, you know. So I tell you all tests, and whatnot, get through that, have my first pro fight, probably Chapman hard fight, DM, you know, and then, then Jan Arden, good fighter, DM, and I stopped my other fella, then I have a big breakthrough, yeah, my fourth professional fight, big breakthrough come in, Eddie Hearns ringing me up, just, I've done over 600 tickets, blah, 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 a week before, boom, I rupture my, my distal tendon, surgery out again. Middle, mate. So now I'm back. But now, but then, 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 then now things are happening to me now. I've been chatting to a few people. So, like, yeah, like, it's mental. It's fucking mental, mate. Mm. I could easily just swallow, but I never, I took a week off dwelling and then uh, just cracked on, mate. I've uh, kept in the gym, working on other stuff outside boxing. You know what I mean? So, Robbie Chapman was your first professional fight, is that right? And But you'd yeah, yeah. had you'd had 100 fights and, at this point. I had 112 fights, yeah, 112 amateur fights. Yeah. Blimey. Oh, by the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, yeah. So, what, what, it's one night in Bangkok in my case, literally one <laughs> night in ba- Bangkok. <laughs> Won't be doing that again. Um, so, 100 fights, that's a, that's a lot. And was your first professional fight all you th- thought it was going to be? Yeah, like I am. Um... Oh, it was quite in the deep end because Robbie, Robbie, like, normally box Robbie, like, when you've had eight or nine profiles, he's, he's tough, durable, mate. He's a tough lad. If he can win, he'll win. Like, he's not like a normal journeyman. Like, he's fucking pretty strong, man. And it was out of weight. It was that middleweight. Like, I'm doing super, I'm doing like middleweight. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, sh- I showed everything. I showed my boxing skills. I showed that I can punch, you know, walk, he's, he's all over the place. Like, so I showed everything. And then, yeah, like, my next fight was. It's all about taking the boxes, mate, early. He was tough, durable, game. Then the next fight I had, he was southpaw, complete opposite negative. I put him down about three or four times. And then, 
in the fight, and that was uh, an Italian ad. And I knocked him out, so she's ticking the boxes. But um, still got a long way to got a long way to go, mate. It's just, mm. You know what I mean? But um, it's all set up. But during his time, so it's gonna be a big year, mate. Exciting year. Mm. How many um, pro fights have you had now? Three. Three. Yeah. Who's your next opponent? So I'm just um, doing. With, obviously, I just had surgery, didn't I? So I'm in recovery, but I'll, I'll be back boxing in about a month or two. Um, and I'm on talking terms to get signed up with other Sky Sports or Eddie Hearn. So we're going to see, we're going to weigh things out. But at this time now, I want to make sure I'm priority. Um, it's, you know, this, this game's a business. Um, and, you know, I've got a lot to offer. I'm a big ticket seller, mate. Like, you know, like I'm selling five, six hundred tickets just from word of mouth and my own social media. When I get a big TV behind me, Sky Sports, Eddie Hearn, whatever, mate, it's going to be like Ricky Handays. That's all for me. That's what I love. I don't, I don't, listen, there's all these belts. I'm walking around, oh, I'm well, that's fucking egotistic, man. I don't give a fuck about that. Belts get, belts get dusty, mate. I want to just fucking do my people proud, mate. Make a few kids, invest. Go, go boxing in America, mate, and bring six, 7,000 fans, Brits, over there. That's, that's, that's my world told, mate. That's what I'd rather do than have a fucking belt. I don't give a fuck about that, mate. I wasn't making a few kids. Yeah, so I mean, so. Yeah. And talking of money, how... Is, is there enough money in it for you at the moment? I mean, do you get sponsors yeah, and this kind of stuff? Yeah, 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 you have sponsors. Listen, I've always, I never allowed my sponsor, mate, because I know what it's like. They just dropped me out, and especially now, now I have to pay. I had to, mate, I lost like, I lost like 40, 50 grand from, from November to, to now. I had a big 10 week, this is what people don't see, right? I had a big 10 week camp in November, got to, got to the fight, weighed in, the fella didn't turn up, he didn't go on his flight from France. So I was like, fucking hell. So, so the company camp didn't get paid nothing, right? So I was like, oh, fuck, here's what it is. So I thought, fuck it, I want to go away to Mexico, get engaged, no budget holiday. I knew I had this big opportunity in uh, February with Eddie Hearn. So I was like, fuck it, well, you know, I was just enjoying myself. I was just enjoying myself, stay clean, but like travel around, all around Mexico, wherever, right? Get engaged, whatever. So that was a few quid. Got back, done another 10 week camp, week before, boom, then I get a fucking 12 round surgery bill. Oh, oh, I mean, so I was like, but I listen, I, I, I listen, I'm more grafter, mate. I mean, so I took a week off, I was back working, making a few quid over there, <laughs> making drinks and stuff, whatever, yeah. Got on a proper ladder. But during this time, mate, I'm fucking, I don't know why, I'm fucking on it. I don't rely on sponsors, mate. Because fucking, I don't care. People drop me anyway. People go, oh, yeah, go, oh, yeah, when you're back boxing, uh, we sponsor you. I was like, yeah, yeah, Sam. But when I am back and I'm on the back of the because during this time I've been I've been meeting all these people on Sky Sports and what so when I'm back on the big stage, mate, if you can't be with me in the hard times, that you're not there with the, you're not you're not there. And I just I don't uh no, I'm a, I'm a, I'll, I'll graph me. I work hard man. So I will always make I'll always be all right, man. Uh I know I have to make a few quid. Do you know what I mean? So uh yeah. sponsors help, fucking I take pressure for your shoulders when I need it, do you know what I mean? But I'll just well, rather do my own thing, mate, to be honest with you. And tell us about the the fifties music and the dancing. That's class. Mental. Yeah, mental. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I, listen, I love. Uh, obviously, I'm a street lad, right? So I was brought up in you know, UK rap and all that. That's my music, but country, country music, fifty music, and just me, mate. Oh, just uh, good, uh, good, good stories, good stories I can relate to, especially country music. And I was just like, I don't know, it's my music. I'm alone. I just sit down, mate. And just uh. Zone out, zone out, and you know, yeah, just fucking, it's just can relate to the story, mate. So fucking, still, I love country music, and then uh, I've always been a, I've always been a, 
Fascinated by the dance, most was these old films, these old music video films. If I could dance, I was like, fuck it. I want to try that. And I started dancing, mate. So I didn't live, got shots done. Now, now I've got now I'm engaged to the professional dancer. She does all that, so it's all mad. I'm attracted to it, mate. It's all mad. But uh, yeah, now nah, I like it, mate. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's good to um, be individual. Jordan, listen, we got a lot of noise coming in now. Um, can you span it? Spanish. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Sure, mate. No, it's okay. It's the quiet room. Yeah. The the last thing I wanted to ask you, mate, was um, was about the cold water immersion because this yeah. is, uh, you know, this is this is all like new technology in it or new knowledge. It's all been hidden from us for years. And Wim Hof came out and started to spread the word, and now it's massive and um, and it's incredible. I'll tell everybody if there's that's key. You know, I tell everyone if you can just do one thing in a more well, there's a few things, sim very, very simple things, but one of them is hot shower, cold shower every day. Yeah. Really sets you up. But of course for injury, cold water's good as well, right? I, I think I think yeah. Yeah, is uh, I think for your mental state as well, um, and controlling controlling stress. Because I think the first thing you do, right? That's why I'm trying to bring it in, all right? Like, like, even though I'm trying to open up the gym, so I want to try and bring this in, like, help them all be sitting up and do ice baths in the morning. Like, the first thing you do, right, when you jump in a, um, an ice bath, fucking you panic, you stress, like, ah, it's cold. It's about to control your breaths and your breathing, keeping a clear mind and trusting it and just dipping down. It's horrible, mate, isn't it? It's horrible. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, Rob is for your mental state, and, mate, I, uh, for your immune system, mate, like, I've been doing that, you know, I've been afraid of that, mate. I'm never real. I'm never real, mate. Mm. Like, I used to always catch up cold or little whatnot before fights. So, everyone's going, don't jump in the cold water, mate. You catch a cold. Man, I'm all right. I'm in my little cold lake swims. You know, I love it, mate. So, uh, yeah, the benefits, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm high. And, and, and you know, even saunas, we've been searching a lot of saunas and, and the doctors, and, uh, they would never tell you this, but like, if you have a sauna a week, once a week, mate, you, 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 want, to, you want to live a little bit longer, mate, because the best deed thing you share. I'm, um, organic I'm, food. I'm literally halfway through building one in the garden now. Should be should be finished this week. I've just had all the electric put put out the back, and uh, yeah. it's cost me a pretty penny. I didn't think it was. It's. It, I thought I thought I was going to do it on the cheap, but there's no getting away. You got to have the right wood and the right electrics and a, a good heater and all this sort of stuff. But I love it. Like like you said, I absolutely love it. Um, Jordan, I just want to finish on a on a on a on a positive. Um, not that this whole chat hasn't been positive, but what what can we say to young people out there that might be, uh, you know, they want to try their hand at, at the noble the noble art of boxing, but maybe they're a little bit nervous about, you know, going in a gym on their own or, or, or what 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 can we say no, to I them? Won't, I, won't, I won't even know. I won't even say like do boxing or whatnot. Like, like just find something that you're passionate and you love. You love doing it, mate. Go for it and just and stick at it, stick at it. Make that make that right choice of like going on the, the lonely road instead of going out with your mates and whatnot, mate, because they're always going to be there. 
they're all going to be at the shop floor. They're all going to be there every weekend doing the same thing. Uh, take a risk. Take a risk, mate, because look, if they don't work out, you can always go back to work and work on nine to five. It's always there. It's always there. They want to go. So take a risk, sacrifice. And they get there, mate. Like, you just got to turn up every day and stick to it. And that's it. And then and, and, uh, the, the uh, reward is great. You know what I mean? So just stick into it, mate. And I'm guessing the gym environment, it might seem quite daunting to some, but I bet, I bet that everyone's really friendly there. Yeah, no, 100%. Listen, it's, uh, it's always, it's, uh, I, I had a feeling, mate. I went down to London and I trained by myself when I was 16, 17 years old, spinning sawdust, black and white pictures, creating, whatnot. It's intimidating. It's intimidating. But you know what? You've got to put yourself out of that comfort zone. And um, I think, no, there's nothing good ever comes easy. So you just got to take yourself out of comfort zone and just go with it. And, and you'll meet some of the best people in your life out of the gym. They mold you into a, a real, real gentleman, a real person. So, just take that step, take that first step. Brilliant, brilliant. Jordan, look, we're going to let you get back to your training. Massive thank you for coming on the show. We're gonna, we'll, we'll put all your, uh, all, all <laughs> have a look at the TV behind you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, folks, we bring you it all on this podcast, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, no, mate, just massive thank you. Thanks for your example that you're set, setting to pe- 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 people, Jordan. It's, re- it's really appreciated. You know, you can you can pick up a knife and then end up doing 12 years in prison and lose all your all your young years. Or you can step foot in a gym and actually really, even if you don't have a single professional fight, you, you can really make some of your life, can't you? I understand. It, it builds them from... Uh fundamentals in life mm. your discipline your marriage your morals yeah and you can put into anything business stuff whatever so 100% definitely definitely alright brother listen we're going to put all your links below this video I hope one day I can come to the gym and you can teach me a few a few moves I'd Again. Yeah, I'd love that, mate. I'd really love yeah. it. We'll I'll bring my GoPro or whatever and we'll <laughs> we'll make a video and, and go yeah. for some food after or something. Yeah. Um yeah. and listen, you're always welcome back on the show anytime we can help you out. If you want to come and promote your neck when you find out your next fight, come and let us know how the yeah. training's going and how people can get tickets and all this sort of stuff. Oh, and, no, uh, yeah, no worries. Jordan, don't stay on the line because I know you've got stuff to do. So I'm just going to say to our friends, oh, much love to you all. Thanks for tuning in to a, another episode of the Bought a T-Shirt podcast. If you can like and subscribe, folks, um, that will be wonderful. Um, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris Thank you.